Hey everyone, this is Matthew, and you're listening to AMS News. Um, I'm AMS Films, and uh, this is AMS News number 55. Uh, this is where you can find all the new and noteworthy news regarding films, TV, comics, books, sports, and pretty much anything cool. Um, if you're listening to this on iTunes, you can always go on our YouTube and see the video version. If you and vice versa, if you're watching watching on YouTube, you can always go on iTunes and listen to the audio version and download and listen to us on the go. Thank you again to Gasper M for the theme song. Uh, if you wait two or three minutes, it'll go to the theme song, and that's Gasper's work. Uh, if you like it, you could check out our the description, and uh, that has his Facebook and his SoundCloud, so you can check out all the other stuff that he's done. Also, you can check out our short films. We have Tortured and The More You Know, along with some bloopers for The More You Know. Uh, and you can find that on our fi- uh, YouTube page uh, under the short films playlist. And by the way, everyone, happy Memorial Day. I hope you're enjoying your holiday, but I also hope that you're um, realizing what this holiday is really supposed to be about. It's supposed to be remembering our uh the the veterans and the people that are, are the warriors that died in service uh so that you could listen to my stupid voice on a internet uh podcast thing uh so thank you all for your service and i hope you guys are enjoying your 3 day weekend and uh what this weekend's really about uh uh, this is a pretty cool episode. I'm going to go over certain things. Uh, Marvel is Marvel, DC Talk, other movies that do exist, TV Time, Box Office Race. We have a trivia, uh, a quiz uh, in in honor of X-Men coming out, X-Men Apocalypse. Uh, it's going to be an X-Men movie quiz, and uh, we'll see how I do with that. Uh, but without further ado, let's go ahead and start the show. Alright, Marvelous Marvel. So, the only thing that I really have for Marvelous Marvel is X-Men Apocalypse. I actually watched it, of course, and I wanted to review it. X-Men Apocalypse was actually really, really good. It was probably my favorite X-Men movie. Um, it was... The characters in it were amazing. Uh, it did have a couple issues, of course. Um, I can go ahead and go get the bad issues out of the way. Um, first of all, it's set in 1983. Um, this is 10 years after the Days of Future Past. And like 20 years after the X-Men First Class. So that means, let's say, Jennifer Lawrence, uh, Raven, her character was 25 in first class so now she's supposed to be 45 that of course obviously doesn't add up Uh, so the characters are aged way different than the storyline tells us they're supposed to be aged 
Um, so I don't understand that. I mean, whenever the next movie comes out, it's supposed to be set in the 90s, and they're going to be 50 years old probably, and they're still going to look 30. So, of course, that's going to happen, but I just think that's really funny. Um, that's logistics, but I, I still think it's really funny that that what it, that's what it is. Um, you can do that with Wolverine because he doesn't age, but, of course, Mystique Raven does age, so she's supposed to look at least a little bit older. But hey, so that was one issue. Another issue I had was the same issue as a lot of other people, Jubilee, um, and a couple other characters such as Angel, um, Psylocke. We were told that we were going to get some major character um, and major screen time with these characters um it was going to be the first time that these characters were going to be given justice but of course uh jubilee as you know i mean it, she's not referenced much name wise in the movie um and all she does is she goes to them all and then she gets knocked out so her character doesn't even use her powers at all in the entire movie so that's frustrating, um, and of course this review is going to get a little spoilery, so if you have not watched X-Men Apocalypse, um, go ahead and move about 5-10 minutes into ahead of this podcast, because um, I don't want to spoil anything for you, but I'm not going to go too in-depth, but it is going to spoil a little bit, so if you don't want to be spoiled, then go ahead and move forward. Um, but as I was saying, Angel, uh, you know, he's quickly discarded. Uh, he's supposed to be an amazing character, but he's presented as just a bad guy, a bad fighter, like a, a bad guy that's good at fighting and stuff like that. But the only, like, character that was given to him was when he was talking to Nightcrawler in the cage saying, fight or they'll kill us. So that kind of gave you, I was thinking that he was fighting because he had to fight for survival. So that would give his character some meaning, but of course later on in the film he was fighting just to fight, which was stupid. And he was quickly discarded, he was killed very, like, poorly, so I didn't like that part. Um, I didn't like the way those characters were presented. Uh, now that I think that's pretty much everything that I remember that I hated in the movie, but the things that I absolutely loved were way better than the things that I hated. Um, so the movie began with uh, the apocalypse, uh, his origin. And I was actually worried about apocalypse. I was worried that he wasn't going to be portrayed well uh, even though he's gonna be played by Oscar Isaac I was still worried but Oscar Isaac did an amazing job uh, I think Ec Apocalypse was presented incredibly um, he wasn't just a generic villain in my opinion um, he he had his generic uh, motivations but his motivations were also pretty uh what's the word w warranted because 
if you're a mutant in you know 3000 BC and you're the most powerful mutant in the entire world then you're gonna be the god right you're gonna be a god to the people so the world is yours in 3000 BC and then you go into a deep 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 you know sleep prison in a prison and then when you wake up you know, 5000 years later you find out that everything's gone to shit while you were away and you want to reclaim the the world as yours that's his motivation um and i love it uh, every speech that he did was absolutely amazing uh they were kind of given to us in the trailers but i i thought they were incredible um now the absolute mvp of this entire movie was absolutely Magneto. Um, Fassbender did an amazing job with Magneto. Um, I was amazed with uh, how he portrayed uh, Magneto. You know, he's portrayed Magneto very well, but the first 45 minutes when he was uh, or the first hour really when he was uh doing his human or or trying to fit in uh with the other people with humans uh and then once his family died uh in his arms he oh he went nuts and it was amazing uh when he went to the factory to to kill all of the men it was amazing the way he acted and and of course uh, x-men i will say one thing about x-men they use their fucks really really well um in x-men first class uh it was wolverine logan that said fuck off everybody loved that i honestly don't remember how they used it in Days of Future Past, but I, I should probably look it up. Um, but in this one, uh, whenever Magneto was gonna kill everyone, Apocalypse and his three horsemen showed up, um, and Magneto just gives him a look like, "Who the fuck are you?" It was amazing. It was completely uh, well well worded and. Uh, well portrayed by Fassbender. Uh, Fassbender did an amazing job and then when he went back to Auschwitz to completely level Auschwitz he ah oh, you see it a little bit in the trailer but he oh my god he's an amazing actor and it, it should be anyone's dream to to get to his level. Um now another thing that I really really loved was McAvoy. McAvoy was incredible in this also. Um, he was really good in. Uh, um, he was go good in first class. He portrayed you know uh, uh, Professor X's character very well, um, and it he did it very well in Days of Future Past as well, but he shined in Apocalypse in my opinion. He did an amazing job. 
of course, all of the new mutants, they did an amazing job also. Sophie Turner, she did great. Ty Sheridan did a great job with um, Scott Summers. Only thing I didn't like about Scott Summers was um, in the beginning, he was kind of shy and uh, guarded. Uh, and then once he got his glasses, he all of a sudden became the coolest guy on campus. Um, I, I thought that was a little weird and out of character. Uh, but then it goes right back to uh, uh, regular Scott Summers um, after he finds out that his brother died, which was really cool. Not cool, but it was was really uh, interesting that they threw that in there, that Banshee, uh, not Banshee, um, that, uh, I can't remember his name, but Al Alex Summers, that he died. Um, and, and speaking of him dying in that uh, scene of course what was the best part of Days of Future Past it was the Quicksilver scene and they upped the ante so much in this one by giving us the giving us the generic uh, the mansion is blown up scene but in a completely different way. Um, you get to see Quicksilver zip around the entire house, uh, saving people, and he he's just so incredible the way that he does it. And you're watching it as the mansion just is exploding in the matter of seconds how is that not an amazing scene i'm looking at the response on uh online about what people thought about it and people some people didn't like it which baffles me I thought it was an amazing scene, uh, and I can't wait to see how they're going to use Quicksilver in later ones. Um, and, and that was also really cool that they uh, they actually revealed that Quicksilver actually is uh, Magneto's son in this universe, which obviously we knew he was in the comic book universe, um, but we got the actual confirmation uh, we knew it in the trailers, but uh, it was cool in the movie seeing uh, Quicksilver talking and communicating with Magneto, with uh, Char. Uh, um, sorry, yeah, Char. No, not Charles. Um, can't remember his name. Magneto. Um, but yeah, it, it, I I thought Apocalypse was an amazing movie. Um. And I, I really think you should watch it. If I'm going to give it uh, a rating out of 10, I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. 9 Wolverine Claws out of 10. Uh, and speaking of Wolverine Claws, I thought that was amazing that they threw it in. It, it, it matched up perfectly timeline-wise, which is what I was worried about. Uh, but they added in Wolverine Weapon X, um, which was really cool because even... In in this Days of Future Past, uh, um, post Days of Future Past timeline, um, Jean Grey, Sophie Turner's character, gave Wolverine his memories back. Uh, 
or, or most of his memories and uh, some certain memories back, which is good because I, I I'm not sure if that happened in the other universe, uh, in the uh, of the pre Days of Future Past universe, but. Um, because we know that Wolverine had some memories, but we didn't know which ones, and we really don't know which ones that Jean gave him, but, but we know that he has memories, so maybe he knows more about who he's supposed to be than he did in X-Men, the first one in 2001 X-Men. 2001 or 2002? I think it's 2000, no, just regular 2000 X-Men, either way. It was somewhere in that line, some 2001, 2, or 2000. Um, but yeah, I thought that was amazing. Um, Hugh Jackman, of course, killed it. Probably one of the best Wolverine, uh, killing sequences ever. And it really gets you pumped for a rated R version of Wolverine, which is what we're going to be seeing in Wolverine 3 comes 2017. Um, so that's amazing. Uh, let me see if I can remember anything else from X-Men Apocalypse that I want to talk about. Um, but yeah, no, that's pretty much it. Uh, I pretty much talked about everything. Psylocke was amazing. Storm's character was amazing. Um, Nightcrawler was amazing. I, I liked him in X2. X2 was probably my favorite before this one. Uh, favorite X-Men film before this one. Uh, and I really liked how they did Nightcrawler in X2, and now I like how they did Nightcrawler um, with Cody Smith, uh, Smith McPhee um, in X-Men Apocalypse. So I really, I really enjoyed him. Um, I think, I think, I think that's it. Uh, but that's it for Marvelous Marvel. Uh, if I remember anything, I'll kind of go over it, but... That's it for Marvelous Marvel. I'm going to move on to DC Talk. Um, I know I, I just did a whole bunch of spoilers for uh, a Marvel thing, but I'm going to go into a little spoilers when it comes to uh, what I'm talking about in DC, which is The Flash. Um, the Flash Season 2 finale, in my opinion, was absolutely amazing. Um, there was a real huge change to how the show is going to be um if you haven't watched it again it's a little spoiler so you might as well just fast forward a little bit more into the podcast um but he of course flash defeated zoom we knew that was going to happen um but flash defeated zoom and then he ended up traveling back in time and he saved his mother from reverse flash so now we get the flashpoint paradox I, being a huge comic book nerd and know the comics, I am completely psyched for this because this show has so many new options to new routes to go to to make the show enjoyable again or not even again forever <laughs> this show is it, it just gave us something that we can we we can uh, uh crunch our brow is that the is that the term um but we can uh raise our eyebrows at i think that's the that's the phrase um but that we can notice is different 
um, from the from the previous seasons. Um, in the next season, of course, you know his mother's going to be alive still. Who knows it, what's going to happen regarding his father? Is his father going to be alive also? We know he's not going to have at nearly the same relationship with Iris and Joe West, um, and we know or. or I think that he's not going to have his powers. Um, so he's not going to know Caitlin. He's not going to know Cisco. He's not going to know Harrison Wells. Speaking of Harrison Wells, Tom Cavanaugh is confirmed to return in season three as a series regular. Now, what this means is, in my opinion, I think that Harrison Wells is going to be Earth One Harrison Wells. Now, Contrary to what people think, we have not seen Earth-1 Harrison Wells at all in this series, except for a flashback where we saw Eobard Thawne kill Harrison Wells. Um, Harrison Wells in Earth-1 that Barry knew was Eobard Thawne shifted as Harrison Wells. Harrison Wells in season two was Earth two Harrison Wells. Now Earth one Harrison Wells, I think he's going to be different. He he his wife may still be alive. They may have a daughter Jesse, um, and he may be a good man like he was before um, before Reverse Flash killed him. Um, I think he's going to be a good man, which is another side of Tom Cavanaugh's Harrison Wells that we haven't seen. We've seen him as a semi uh, father figure asshole to Barry and a complete asshole uh, father figure uh, to Cisco and complete asshole to Barry uh, as Earth 2 Wells. Uh, I think he's going to be kind which is going to be a different side of Wells that we haven't seen, which is why I think it's going to go that route. Um, but yeah, the, the, I think the show is going to be hugely different and hugely affected by the choice that Barry made. Um, so I'm really excited for season three to see how it's going to uh, um, unfold. We'll see. Um, but that's it for DC Talk. Uh, actually, well, I can talk about Arrow also. I'm going to talk about Arrow season finale. Um, season 1 of Arrow was amazing. Season 2 of Arrow was amazing. Season 3 was a little eh. Now, season 4, it has also been a little eh also. Um, I said also a lot. Um, but either way. <laughs> season 4, it's been a little eh. Even though they tried upping the ante when it comes to uh, introducing magic and introducing the occult into the show, um, introducing a more difficult enemy or more difficult uh, um, henchman when it comes to the ghosts, uh, but season four season finale was horrible. I, I didn't like it. It was bad. Um, nothing. I, I mean... Uh, Stephen Amell's acting in it was amazing. Um, he did really well when it came to his big speech and everything. 
but I, I didn't like this show. I, I didn't like the episode, the writing, uh, and the choreography. The fighting choreography has gone downhill considerably. Um, well, even from last season. Last season, we at least got to see some fighting between uh, some you know, one v one v one when it came to like Arrow, uh, 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 Malcolm Merlin and Nissa Al Ghul all fighting each other, which was an amazing scene in season three, and we didn't get nearly that in this season, uh, especially with the climactic uh final battle between Ali and uh Damian Dark. I mean, it literally was a one-punch fight match. Um, Oliver punches once. Damien punches once. Oliver punches once. Damien punches once. That is so heartbreaking because the reason that this show is so amazing, in my opinion, from the first two seasons... And a little bit in the third season is the fight choreography. I mean, every single episode you get to see a little bit of fight choreography, and that was supposed to be the 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 big battle. Uh, they did the same thing with last season when it came to Oliver versus Ra's al Ghul, um, Ra's al Ghul. Uh, that one was quick, and uh, it was over before you even realized it. Um, and this one, it, same thing. I mean, Oliver gets his ass kicked through the entire episode. Um, and then it becomes a one-punch match. Uh, it was bad. Uh, I didn't like it at all. And, and I'm not the only one. A lot of people didn't like it. Uh, they really need to get their shit together when it comes to season five. Uh, because, I mean, I, I love this show. I love Stephen Amell. I love all of the actors. And I, I don't want uh, the show to end. I, I really, really love it. Um, but I'm hoping that this uh, this next season they kind of get their shit together a little bit. I know it's really tough to fill 20, 22, 23 episodes uh, for a season. But they need to figure it out. Um, they need to figure out what happened in season 1, season 2. And try to recreate that magic. Um, also, the the jungle storyline, or, or the five years ago storyline uh, on uh, Lian Yu, that was completely, I, I hated that storyline also. Um, so, that storyline was just like, alright, just get back to the main storyline, I don't care about it anymore. So, maybe they can drop that now. Uh, maybe they can just say... Alright, so now Oliver's staying on the island, and he's going to just, um, he's just gonna f poach around this whole, this entire last year of him being on the island. No main storyline. The main storyline is now. Um, and that would give you plenty of time to, you know, have Oliver grow his beard or whatever, and, uh, truly feel abandoned on the island. Uh, when it came to him uh, being rescued in uh, like he did in season the very first episode in season one um, so yeah that's that's what I want to see in arrow I, I want to see a little bit more effort um, from the writers I know all the writers went to flash and it definitely shows that uh, but they they need to figure something out but yeah that's a pretty easy talk that's all I'm going to move on to other movies that do exist. 
Um, so since it was announced um, that Daniel Craig is no longer James Bond, the race for the new Bond has been on. Actors like Idris Elba, Tom Hiddleston, Michael Fassbender, and now Jamie Bell have been considered for the super spy. Um, a lot of people want to see Idris Elba. Um, a lot of people want to see Tom Hiddleston. I don't really. I think he's great for um, certain roles, but definitely not James Bond. Um, Michael Fassbender, Fassbender is a real good po uh, uh, possibility. He could definitely do it. Um, I just don't think that he'll have time when it comes to another franchise. He's already in X-Men franchise. He's already in uh, Assassin's Creed franchise, which is building. Uh, I just don't think he has the time for that. So uh, Jamie Bell is not a bad uh, choice. He just uh, think he just really needs to uh, maybe bulk up a bit or uh, really nail or figure out what that James Bond charisma is before he gets on screen or before he really considers uh, doing James Bond. Uh, but that's my opinion. Uh, who do you think should play James Bond? Um, go ahead and post in the comments below who you think uh, should play the super spy. Alright, also um, The Rock. You know that guy, he's famous. Um, he has been casted in a new movie called Skyscraper. Uh, now, Skyscraper has been described as, quote, Die Hard in China. Yeah, that sounds exciting. Uh, so, obviously, it has is going to adopt the Die Hard 1 plot where uh, The Rock is trapped in a building. And it's being... Uh, taken over by terrorists and he has to kill the terrorists or stop the terrorists perfect for uh, a Dwayne Johnson movie so that's really exciting uh, no other details have really come out that's the really the only thing uh, but it's exciting uh, anything the rocks in uh, I'd watch so anything I'll watch Tooth Fairy for Christ's sakes Alright, but that's it for other movies that do exist. We're going to move on to TV time. Um, American Horror Story Season 6. We know it's going to be Cruise Ship. Um, and it looks like Bradley Cooper may join the cast. Which is really cool. Bradley Cooper, being such a A-lister actor, um, being on the show is amazing. Uh, and it's kind of what the show is about. Um, it's it's about showing your favorite stars um, like Adam Levine in season two or Jenna Dewan Tatum and killing them, finding new ways to kill them. Um, so killing Bradley Cooper, which I don't think has ever been done actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think Bradley Cooper has ever died in a movie. Maybe I'm wrong. Uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't seen American Hustle, so I don't know if he dies in that. Um, but correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, post in the comments below if you know a movie that Bradley Cooper dies in. But yeah, Bradley Cooper, I want to see him get his next... Well, not I, I not really, but it would be cool to see his neck get slit or something like that. Uh, to see him die uh, in a film, not in real life, because he's, he's amazing. Uh, but yeah, that'd be really cool. 
uh, let me know what you think. Uh, and obviously, like I said, if you know a movie that he dies, I want you to prove me wrong. Uh, post in the comments below. Um, also, uh, I already went over the Arrow and Flash season finale. I want to go over the Supernatural season finale. Um, Supernatural, as you all know, is my favorite show in the entire world. Season 11 did something that the show has never done. It, it showed us God and the darkness. It was it, it presented everything on such a cosmically great level. Um, this season show was almost the end of the universe, worse than the apocalypse. Um, and, and they did it very well. Uh, the season finale, a little. Uh, I'm not gonna go too spoilery on this one, so I don't want. So I don't want you guys to turn away on this one. Um, but God, watch Supernatural. The season finale, Jensen Ackles did the the performance of a lifetime. He was absolutely amazing in this episode. He he was the MVP of Supernatural this season eleven season finale. Um. The episode, I mean, I think it, the episode didn't really have a climax like mm, other seasons, but I think Jensen Ackles' acting was the climax of this season. So I, I, I'd get behind it. And Supernatural did an amazing job with following up this cosmically great season with a great uh, cliffhanger into the next season even though this season was about god the darkness the end of the universe you're still excited for the next season and what may happen next season uh not to go too spoilery but the real men of letters um and, and a character a beloved character that has never been on the show in or never really been on the show uh, or never really been a regular series regular character, I'll say that, um, is now on the show to looking to be a a series regular. Um, it, it's it's really exciting uh, how this season is going to go. I'm excited for season twelve. Uh, and, and I know it's not going to be cosmically great or cosmically large like this last season because it's not going to have God. It's not going to have the darkness. It's not going to be the end of the universe, but it's still close to home when it comes to Dean and Sam. So that's what I'm excited about. Uh, but yeah, that's all for TV time. We're going to move right on to box office race last weekend neighbors 2 sorority rising the angry birds movie and the nice guys came out um i was pretty close this week actually um i thought neighbors 2 sorority rising would get 20 million uh opening weekend and it got 21.76 so i was pretty on the dot um well not not on the dot but it was it was on the red um, also, I thought the Angry Birds movie would get $40 million opening weekend, uh, and it got $38.15. Uh, so again, pretty pretty in the red there. Um, 
Also, I thought the nice guys would get 5 million opening weekend, and it got 11.2. So that was the only one that I was uh, pr uh, off. But at least I didn't say, you know, 30 million and then I'll get 11. But, but yeah, I was still off. I, I get it. I get it. All of those, I was still off. But I was pretty close with a couple of those. So, um, hey, let me, let me know if you can do better. And this weekend, X-Men Apocalypse and Alice Through the Looking Glass came out. Um, I think X-Men Apocalypse will get a cool 50 million. Um, I don't really think it'll get more than that, but we'll see. I've been proven wrong. Um, I, I think 50 is a good guess, though. It may get 60, but I'm still going to stick with 50. Um, Alice through the looking glass, however, I think it'll be lucky if it gets, ooh, oh boy, 40 million. I think it'd be lucky if it gets 40 million. Yeah, I'm going to stick with 40, um, which is still not bad for that movie, um, even though the movie's budget is probably humongous, um, but for an opening weekend, 40 million. Uh, that's not bad uh, but yeah that's my guess so we'll see if that's right and next weekend we have me before you Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 out of the shadows and pop star never stop never stopping coming out uh, and of course next week I'm going to watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 out of the shadows and I will let you know how it is let me know if you want me to spoil it. Put in the comments below if you want a spoiler review of uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2 Out of the Shadows or if you just want me to, to, a, to do a non-spoiler review. Uh, let me know if I spoil too many things or if I'm good. I, I really want to know. But now I'm moving on to a quiz. Um, this is a X-Men Films quiz. Uh, and I'm just going to do five questions and I'll get right into it. So what is the name of the actor that played multiple in X-Men The Last Stand? Sean Ashmore, Eric Dane, Patrick Stewart, Patrick Dempsey. Um, Sean Ash Ashmore actually plays Iceman. Patrick Stewart, of course, plays Professor X. And Patrick Dempsey, I don't think Patrick Dempsey is in it. So I'm going to say Eric Dane. Um, which, honestly, I don't remember multiple in X-Men. I know who Eric Dane is. Uh, he's great in um, The Last Ship. Um, so hopefully it's not tricking me by saying, by mixing in The Last Ship with The Last Stand. But I'm going to say Eric Dane. Alright. Number two. What is the real name of the mutant co-named Angel? Which, of course, Angel is in uh, X-Men The Last Stand. I, actually, I think, yeah, X-Men The Last Stand. And uh, he's also in, of course, this X-Men Apocalypse. He's a threes, a threes character. James Howlett, which is Wolverine's real name, actually. Uh, get it, Howlett, huh? Warren Worthington III. Scott Summers, which is Cyclops and Dr. Henry McCoy, which is Beast. So obviously the only one that I said right was Warren Worthington III. He's such a rich kid. 
Who kidnaps uh, number three? Who kidnaps Cyclops and Professor X in X Men X Two United? Mystique, the Acolytes, Magneto, or William Stryker? It is William Stryker, played by Brian Cox. I told you I loved X Two. X Two is my favorite of the X Men's. Alright, number four. Who does Toad ask, don't you people ever die, in the climactic scene at the end of X-Men? Storm, Rogue, Wolverine, or Jean Grey? Uh, it was actually Storm. And uh, Storm was the one that rebuttaled against him with a horrible line. Uh, Do you know what happens to a Toad that gets struck by lightning? Lightning? The same thing that happens to everything else is just a horrible line. Uh, but, yeah, it was Storm. Horrible line. God, that's horrible. Alright. Uh, number five. Oh, this is a good one. What character doesn't get cured in X-Men The Last Stand? Rogue, Beast, Magneto, or Mystique? Um... Rogue does by the end of the film because she couldn't get her shit handled and she couldn't use her powers right. Um, Magneto did because that was the only way that they could stop him from winning at the end. And Mystique does in that iconic scene in the uh, in the truck when uh, Magneto stabbed her to get away. Stabbed her with the syringe, took it away. Uh, but Beast is the only one that remains blue through the entire movie. And I know that for sure because Kelsey Grammer wasn't really, you know, white. Wasn't not in makeup in that entire movie. So I'm going to say Beast. Alright. Submit. I got 5 out of 5 correct. Heh. Heh. Heh the best uh, type in the comments below if you have any other questions from the X-Men movies that you want to ask me and without cheating without searching it on the internet I will answer them if you want uh, you can always do that I guess uh, I'm gonna put that as a uh, uh, a new option but that is usually the last thing that we do um well it's not the the very last thing the very last thing that we do in every episode is the end that's it everyone thank you so much for watching we'll be back next week to let you know what big news was released throughout the week go ahead and click the link on the left of your screen to go to our website www.amsfilms.com you can click the link on the right side of your screen to check out our short film the more you know go ahead and like this video and subscribe to our channel Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, SoundCloud, and iTunes, and all those links are in the description below. Uh, and my stuff is pretty simple. It's at SuggsMatthew on Twitter and Instagram, and at uh, Maticus12 on Snapchat. M-A-T-T-I-C-U-S-1-2 on Snapchat. Uh, and of course, if you click the logo at the top, that will subscribe you to our YouTube channel. Uh, if you are listening on iTunes, you can see the video version on YouTube. And if you are watching this on YouTube, you can listen to the audio on 
iTunes. If you are listening on iTunes, however, uh, it would be a huge help if you rated and reviewed the podcast. Uh, just do a quick uh, five star and say is good on uh, the review uh, option, and that'd be cool. Uh, thank you again for watching, and bye bye.